0: bells all holiday long this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe fm 98.1 and 97.7 brought to you by wvu medicine yeah it's a good day for singing a song and it's a good good day for moving along yeah it's a good day how
1: can anything go wrong? good day of a morning till night. well good morning grand valley hello there how are, how are you how are you how are you i do not know why maybe because we're halfway through the week i'm not sure maybe because the holidays are underway and i've been in the holiday spirit for a while it does feel like a good day to me mr slider i'm in a good mood today well it uh, started out pretty cold well it's cold but you know what Even though it's 18 degrees, we'll give it full temp in a minute, 18 degrees, that is what, about 10 degrees cooler than it was yesterday morning, but it feels, doesn't feel as bad. I think the wind wasn't so bad, so when I walked out today, I didn't feel quite as cold, and knock wood, I don't feel cold in here. It feels like maybe we've got some heat in here, do you think? I'm cold, You're cold. Uh, but okay.
2: again, it's my bare skin cold. I've got a sweatshirt on like you. Your sleeves are down, uh, but uh, it's my hands. I'm, I'm constantly blowing on my hands, Howard.
1: See, my hands, this is an old man thing, and also a heart thing. My hands are perpetually cold. I mean, when I sit at home, my my hands are cold, so <clears throat> cold hands are just what I what I live with. Anyways, 18 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 16 degrees at the Highlands, 14 Uh, in my backyard at Elm Grove, and 18 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It will be cold this morning, but it will warm up. We're looking for an increasingly cloudy day, but a high should be into the 30s. Hard to believe saying a high in the 30s makes me feel good. makes me feel warm. High into the 30s today. Um, Maybe pushing into the 40s tomorrow, and some rain comes in on Friday. We've got all of this coming up with um, Adam Fike a little bit later on here. On the Watchdog Morning Show, 7-11, after the hour. If you have something on your mind, you know what to do. You can be part of this program anywhere along the way you want to be. 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. The Watchdog Radio Network text line. It's open. It's available. Uh, you can offer suggestions on things we can talk about. You can uh, add your thoughts to things we are talking about. You can tell us, stop talking about that if you don't like what we're talking about. Um and you can call us names, and I won't read those things on the air. But whatever you want to do, um, you can do. What do we got coming up today? Bob, getting fired apparently is know, not it's not what it used to be. Well, you don't know something I don't know, do you? No, but listen, getting it's not what it used to be. Apparently it pays better now. Getting fired pays better in some cases. i got a couple of examples that I want to share with you in just a minute or two here. All of the polls show Jim Justice just walloping, walloping Alex Mooney. We've... You know, 28 percent to 78 percent those kind of I mean, Mooney is just bam, 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 being beaten down by the governor of justice. But is there any way that Mooney can turn this around? Is it conceivable somehow, some way before Election Day that Mooney can turn it around? Stephen Adams coming in, and he and I are going to kick that around a little bit. One of the key things we're talking about is this group called the Club for Growth that says they're going to pour $10 million into his campaign, into Mooney's campaign. Can that make a difference? Does Manchin being out of the race make a difference in who supports Jim Justice at the national level? Stephen and I will talk about that. Stephen will also share with us his reporting that he did last week into the troubles at Bluefield State University down south. Uh, those problems, and they seem to be significant, have led apparently to the retirement of former West Liberty University President Rob Capehart. I talked about this very briefly yesterday. It's uh, it's an uncomfortable subject for me since Capehart and I used to be extremely good friends. He hired me at West Liberty, and um, we haven't talked for a couple of years. Still, I always have a hard time talking about my friends, who may be in trouble, but I, I I talked to some of my other friends yesterday who said, Howard, if you are going to be a good ethical newsman, if you're going to be the watchdog, story was huge in the newspaper, you can't ignore it. You can't just slide it by. So Stephen wrote the piece. He's got a lot of details. He's coming in to talk about that. And we will in a few minutes get into, once again, this planned closing of Market Street. It officially happened yesterday. We've been talking about it for a couple of days. They closed Market markets. Closed it down yesterday. And I don't know about anybody else, but I essentially downtown Wheeling is shut down. We just close. We just put the put the close sign out right now. I, you shouldn't even drive through town, let alone be in town. I'm sorry. And I know the mayor and the vice mayor and everybody's getting upset with me. And everybody who has been talking about this, you know, the, the businesses being affected, everybody says what you and I have been saying, what I've been saying. I think you concur with me, Bob. In the end, this whole project will mean better for the city. But gee, many Christmas when is the end coming? Every single day it's turned, it's it's just a bigger, bigger mess. We are the downtown is shut down. I'm already getting, I'm already getting energized on this. Uh, we will talk about that coming up in a bit. And the watchdogs are in this morning.
3: At nine o'clock,
1: 15 after the hour, quarter past here, as the <clears throat> watchdog morning show gets underway, you know, drink a coffee here. I think, take a <clears throat> swig, Howard. Mm, got to take a swig of this. Mm-hmm. Where's your Pepsi? That usually, you need another jolt. Of I that. got some Pepsi over here. I got it here. One.
2: Any fizz today, Howard?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna test it. Go test it <laughs> here and see. I got one Pepsi, just one. That's all I brought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No fizz. It's fizzy. It's got some fizz. All right, 7.15 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, you talked a couple days ago in Slider on Sports about <clears throat> former WBU coach Dana Hol- Holgerson getting fired, right?
2: Yes. Uh, Houston said, uh, here's a lot of
1: money, but uh, go away. Well, this is part of what I'm talking about. Getting fired isn't what it used to be. Apparently, according to a piece from the Akron Beacon Journal, and you probably have seen all this anyways, Um. He will be paid $14.8 million over the next four years for getting fired. I'm afraid to ask this, but is there any possible way I can get fired and get this kind of deal? $14.8 million over the next four years, 100% of his salary through 2025. Fired and get paid your full salary. I'm pretty sure
2: you fired me one time and said I owed you money. I, think, <laughs> I
1: said, pay me back. That's the right. Uh, he gets 100% of his salary through 2025, 60% of his salary for the next two years. And he will continue to be paid every single month. He'll get a paycheck through the end of his deal. That's that's what's getting fired in America is about today. $14, 8000000 million. Nice. You know, I'm sure... Dana Holgerson enjoys coaching, just as you and I enjoy what we do here, right? And 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 if I wasn't doing it, if I wasn't doing it by somebody else's decision, you know, I'm not saying that I wouldn't retire someday. But if I'm not doing it because somebody says you're done, Monroe, yeah, I would be sad. I would be bothered. I wish I could be here and do things. On the other hand, if they said you're done, but don't worry about it. Because every week your paycheck will keep coming while you go home and sleep. I'm not so sure I'd be all that upset.
2: I think who would be upset? A, a bunch. You know, it <clears throat> seems like universities nowadays are, are really, really struggling for money. They I are. have no idea about the University of Houston. But let's say they are struggling. And then you, you, you see, well, it might be the end of that. And, and I hope it would be. Because nothing gets me worse than these golden parachutes which are now the same thing for athletic directors or more so the high-profile coaches, yeah, you fire me, you're going to have to give me $20 million. Oh, no problem. Well, geez, I, there's just something really wrong with that, especially if, if they're making cuts, cuts, cuts because they don't have money.
1: And this used to be restricted to, and it was bad enough, these so-called golden parachutes, they used to be restricted to really high-powered CEO executives and we all could get angry about that and we all did you know i can't believe that guy drove the company into the ground and he's getting out of there with 500 million dollars right that used to be but now it's it is it is leeching over into the sports world
2: and probably the reality Howard the university <clears throat> probably never ever <clears throat> paid Dana Holgerson they, they probably signed the check but they they probably got that money and from I'm sure you know and okay so you don't really feel that but it's the same and it just it gives you that dirty feeling to here t- we hate you so much we're gonna give you, you millions of dollars so bad what was
1: we thinking when we hired the you the most miserable lousy terrible decision we ever made you couldn't coach your way out of a paper bag you gotta go but here's 15 million dollars to take with you yeah not so bad now somebody's gonna text me at 304-214-1600 and say howard it's just the way things are it's the way you you going in you hope that you've got a good coach and you want to guarantee he stays around so you offer the, the the on the going out deal i mean that was part of the problem neil brown a couple years ago right the concern was that, well, we, you know, if we just dumped him in midseason when things were going so bad, he, even he had a pretty good payout. He did, and I think it was this close they came to, to telling Neil Brown to get out.
2: Yeah. I think what could be really <clears throat> ironic, the Mountaineers are going to go to a bowl game. It's not going to be a, a great bowl game. I just wonder if somebody out there wouldn't turn the tables on WVU. And offer Neil Brown more (laughs) money, and wouldn't that be so cool? Well, it wouldn't be cool, especially if you're a Mountaineer fan. It would be ironic. It would be really ironic if he said, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I'm (laughs) going to go
1: over here, and uh, you know what? Uh, Stick it. Appreciate the way all you fans supported me in the bad times. Right. Right? I finally got a winning season for you after putting the things together, and... uh, uh, you know, I think maybe uh, maybe I can go somewhere else and make some more money. Because
2: think about this, Howard. Everybody and their brother in that conference or who looked at that conference picked West Virginia to win one, one game. 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 And one. that was against lowly Duquesne, who shouldn't even probably have a football team.
1: And that was like, maybe, maybe they'll get that one.
2: Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. it started out kind of shaky, if you remember way <clears> back <throat> in uh, what was that, September or early October? I think it was September. September, yeah. And look what they've done. So, again, if there's a university, I think Neil Brown just might be on their list.
1: <laughs> wouldn't that, again, wouldn't that be just so darn ironic? Um, but at the same time, you would have to pay him that, that uh, buyout. The big buyout, out, yeah. <laughs>
2: So it might be a happy, happy, happy.
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, now, let's get to a different arena because getting fired isn't what it used to be. On Capitol Hill... Yesterday, resolution introduced, a vote comes today, I think it will pass, I'm not totally sure, to tell uh, lying George Santos, you're done, get out of here. The guy who lied on his resume has continued to lie about pretty much everything. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump, but that's different. George Santos, he's lied about everything, right? And um, unapologetically, you know, let me quickly contrast it with Trump. Trump lies but tells you it's not a lie. Trump says, no, 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 it's, you know, what you believe is not true. Santos just lies and says, "Yep, yeah, it's a lie. Yep, it's another lie. So they're throwing him out. Probably the vote will probably be taken today. The bill was in the, uh, the expulsion motion was introduced yesterday. He will probably be thrown out. And when he does, he will get all kinds of exclusive perks for being a former congressman. He will get pensions. He will get um, partial salary. He will have all the privileges of a member of the Congress. He can come into the House of the floor, make speeches, talk to people, do whatever he wants to, for getting fired. The world is—something is wrong. Something is wrong here. When Holgerson goes and gets $15 million because he was no good and Santos is a liar— and he continues to get perks of, of members of the House. Two minutes ago, we talked about how we
2: would like to know who actually hired Dana Holgerson and put that in the contract. We I, I would really like for that person to be exposed the same. I At would, Houston, you mean? Yes. The same way I would like to see the ones that <clears throat> voted to keep him said, oh, no, he's not so bad a guy who made it Democrat against Republican. What was that, months ago, Howard, yep. when this whole thing started? I would like to see a list of those folks also who voted to keep him around.
1: Well, it's out there, and it was a, the leadership of the House. This is back when Kevin—well, I don't know if Mike Johnson has said anything on this or not. When Kevin McCarthy was the Speaker of the House, the their Republican uh, majority, if you will, is so small they can't afford to lose a member. So even though he's a liar and an admitted liar— a serial liar. The Republicans said, yeah, but we need his vote, so, you know, we, we better keep the liar here anyways. Now, finally, people are starting to go, it's, it's getting pretty bad. The Ethics Committee report came back a week or so ago, and multiple charges. He's done all kinds of—the of, uh, claim is multiple unethical things. So uh, I, I suspect—it was introduced yesterday—that he will be expelled, and I think they will probably— Probably will happen uh, today, and he'll be kicked out. But when he goes, he goes carrying with him perks of the house. Getting fired isn't what it used to be. You're right. I remember when getting fired meant turn in your keys, and here's some lunch money, right? Crazy. All right. As if that's not enough of a rant, because i got a rant going on there. I'm going to talk about downtown Wheeling. We'll do that coming up next at 724 Watchdog Morning Show.
0: Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll continue counting down to what should be a big weekend, the college conference championship games and West Virginia high school playoff action. Jeff Erickson will fix your fantasy football team. Tom Bragg will be in studio to talk about high school football. And Tony Caridi joins me at 533. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com. And on this Metro News station.
4: My name is Mike Campsie. I am an
2: interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're gonna get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we're here 24/7. seven. We're available to see somebody.
0: It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: 726, 26, half of the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show, cold morning now, 18 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 16th islands. 14 in Elm Grove, and 18 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, a couple of texts off the Free Stack auction service text line, a point that you made, Bob. Howard, getting fired in Texas, Jimbo Fisher in this case, is different. The alumni with the oil connections raise that kind of money in just a couple of hours, and... I think that's the point that you were making. A lot of these uh, athletic contracts, the the buyouts don't come out of uh, the payouts don't come from uh, university dollars. They come out of donors raising the money. I think that's true at WVU as well. So uh, off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, and let's see here. I just lost my notes. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Come on, come on, baby. Um, hi, Howard and Bob. Oh, it's our friend Alan from Neffs. I'm back from Paris and I'm with you this morning, <laughs> but I'm only home for 12 days before I go traveling again. They've been listening to us. He and his daughter have been listening to us in Paris for the last week or so. Oui, oui, Alan. yeah, Oui, oui, monsieur. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I would like some <laughs> French pastries. Um, I invited Alan. I don't know if you think it's a good idea. See what you think. You know, he he was a school teacher. Well, you in know Neff's. he can
2: hear us. So I'm not going to tell you it's a bad idea.
1: He, well, he he was a school teacher in Nefs retired. Did not he was not a traveling kind of guy. He didn't travel. Retired as school teacher. Decided, heck, I'm going to start traveling. And ever since then, he he travels the world. He does, and it'll be
2: great to talk to him about that. The other thing about Alan from Neffs, he goes way, way back talk radio here yes. in, in, it, in Wheeling, so he could share some stories there also.
1: So I, um, I, no date set, and I told him after the first of the year for the holidays, when he's back in town someday, I'd like he and maybe his daughter, Abby, to come in. I'd like to just talk about how did this happen? How did a teacher from Neffs who never traveled suddenly end up being a world traveler? Because... The audience probably doesn't get a sense of this as much as I do and you do. He texts and he puts it on Facebook. So many of you might be Facebook friends. He, he's, you know, Switzerland and, and Norway and France and Germany. They travel the world. How does a how does a teacher from NAPS who never travels get into that? So after the first of the year, I thought it might be kind of fun to get him in here. And just talk about it. how did that happen? You know, how does that? How does that happen? Uh, let's see anything else. The text line, Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600. Uh, my personal text line is blowing up, Howard. Have it, I done something it, wrong? Well, yes, oh you boy. have. Oh
2: but some say it's real good that you're going to bring this up, and I'm getting some that say, look, you got to be patient with this. So I'm just telling you now, it's already. What is this? It's downtown Wheeling, because I'm, I'm going to give my opinion on this, too. And, and, look, and it, I've been patient long enough.
1: And I would love to hear from the mayor, and this is the mayor's day on our station. He'll be on this afternoon. I'd love to hear from the mayor uh, and the vice mayor and even the city manager. Did you expect it to be this bad? Look, I know the streetscape is a positive thing, and the city or the state is putting tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars into the city. To improve downtown, and it's going to be good when it's done, and I get all of that. I'm, I've been saying it for the last couple of years, but at some point, did you, did you, honestly, goodness, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, Mr. City Manager, did you honestly expect it to be this bad? Because right now, downtown is shut down. I mean, I don't, you don't want to hear me say that, but it's shut down. As of yesterday, essentially the entirety. Of Market Street is shut down. The entirety of Main Street right now, from the beginning of Main Street as soon as you come out of the tunnels or off the Fort Henry Bridge, all the way down to 16th Street, is nothing but orange barrels after orange barrels after orange barrels. What's even scarier this week, we have these giant pits on either side of the road. I used the analogy yesterday, it's like one of my grandson's video games where you have to kind of walk across the bridge very carefully because if you swerve to the left, swerve to the right, your car is going into a big pit. And then yesterday, closed Market Street. I had to go from here, the radio station, and it's hard to do this stuff on radio, but take my word for it's hard. I had to go from here to the radio station. I need to go pick up my son in Bridgeport, Ohio. I go up 12th Street, but I cannot go up Market Street to get to the tunnels. I go up to, to Chaplin Street. But I can't get down to Market Street because Tenth Street is closed because of the par- the parking garage construction work there. So there's no way to get from Chaplin back down to Market or back down to uh, uh, yeah to Market Street to get to the tunnels. So I have to go up over the hill, go down to Perkins, and get on the interstate going westbound at Perkins, and multiple businesses. We've talked a lot about the Vagabond Kitchen has been in, you know been s- surrounded by orange barrels. Bridge Tavern has been surrounded by orange barrels. Tito's has had problems cuz they've been on the corner. Now, all of those businesses on the Market Plaza are basically out of touch. All of those businesses right across the Market Plaza, the the, the taco place and the and and and, and Tito's and uh, there are two or three other places. You can't get to them. They're out they're, they're, they're out of touch.
2: Again, I'm I'm going to more than ruffle a couple of feathers here, but I'm just going to give my opinion and this microphone in in front of me it kind of encourages me to to do that. Coming down this morning, this morning, and, and I hate Monday morning quarterbacks, and, and I hope that I'm not being one here. It wasn't an inconvenience that, that hit me right in the face this morning. It was, just like you said, Howard, the businesses. And, again, I there's nobody in this town that respects Bob Heron more than me, so, geez, I'm, I'm going to try to be really, really careful here. I just It hit me that this was bad planning. It, it was too much – On one time, they should have done sections at a time. And maybe there's good reasons why with the underground. Maybe there's a reason why they couldn't do that. But to me, it's not an inconvenience. If I was a business owner, I think I'd be talking to my lawyer right now saying, man, I can't hold on. And it's not my fault. Yeah, I don't. uh,
1: There will be. There will be some small businesses that will not survive this. Now there will be some that have the wherewithal to hang in there, to essentially survive with almost no income for a period of time. The folks who have, who came into their business with a certain amount of income, wealth to begin with, they'll they'll survive. Won't be great, but they'll survive. But there are there are smaller businesses that are just they'll be gone. I mean, they, they will be. They can't survive. I keep thinking I've never been to the place. I keep thinking of this lady who opened up the Belgian waffle shop on Market Street. She spent a lot of money, and she spent a lot of time getting us ready. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure that a Belgian waffle shop on Market Street is going to work in the best of times. I'm just, that's just an opinion of mine, but I'm not, I'm not a baker nor a restaurant owner. But I don't see how she can, I don't see how she can survive over the long haul. Her, you literally you literally cannot get to her business. So what happens? And again, what's, what? I noticed that many of the businesses affected as of yesterday on Facebook, they've actually drawn maps.
2: Yeah, and I'm getting texts here that there's one lane. Yesterday, there was no lanes, especially down there in front of McClure and where Howard's talking about. That's going to be tore up for some, some time. That's not going to get done anytime soon. And yesterday afternoon... Market Street was completely shut down I couldn't I couldn't make the left at 12th Street no. so it was completely shut down yesterday
1: I don't know where people saw one lane from as of yesterday now up until yesterday
2: there was one lane
1: there, yeah but you I, had to get,
2: if you get by the crane yeah. you you were you were okay but if
1: you go up 12th Street and plan to turn left there's a there's a giant road close sign there yeah you can't do you, that, you that can't, anymore. you can't do that anymore and again it complicates matters that the parking garage is under construction there at 10th Street. So I keep saying 10th, and I I got yelled at by my wife about this yesterday. 11th Street, 11th Street. 11th Street has been shut down now for a year or so because of the, that's where the construction for the garage is. So like I said, conceivably, you could go up to Chaplin, down Chaplin, come down 11th Street, crossing the Y there, come down 11th Street, and rejoin Market in time to get to those businesses that are there across from the plaza, and to get to the interstate. But you can't because that street's closed. When I went there yesterday, the first thing I did was I pulled over
2: and I called you because I knew you were heading to Ohio yeah. and I wanted to, get, to give you a heads up. And this is the other thing that hit me today. And I, I just don't think I was being cranky. I thought about this yesterday and I thought about it again this morning because they're already out there working. I thought, man, you talk about a bummer. How would you like to be out there in that hole? Yeah. You know, where in the hell are you going to stay warm? You better bundled up, and you're probably used to it by now. But then I thought, Howard, you know, winter is here. This is going to shut down probably. You know, it, 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 these guys have been working out there in the elements, but there might be a time where it, it's it's really going to slow down if it doesn't shut down. It's just taking so, so long. And, again, I'm thinking of the businesses. I, I come down Main Street like I always. you got to watch the holes. But this isn't an inconvenience. I, I, it really hit me today, Howard. I think it could have been done better.
1: Well, and I, I really and truly, I'd love to hear, and I don't know that I'll get an honest answer. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't know that I'll get it. I would like to know if the mayor, if the vice mayor, if city council members, if Bob Heron, and I want to go back to something you said. It is important to point out Bob Heron has zero to do with this project. Well, zero. I, feel, I feel better then. This is a state project. <laughs> the city has tried. I have been told, and I have seen some documents that suggest this. I have been told the city has tried to get the state to do things a little bit differently. And the state basically just says, we're going to do it our way. But this is a state project. This isn't the city has zero control over this. They cannot do anything. Now, they could do some of the signage things I talk about in the outlying areas. They could put signs up on their property. But as far as the actual construction work, that's a city project. Bob Heron, the city crews, they have nothing to do with it. This is a this is a this is a state project. But I'd like to know, did any of them really expect it to be this bad? We all have said that. And every business that posted online yesterday said the same thing. Let's see. um, Who is this? this This is Tito's. Uh, our road is under construction. Started this morning, our road is under construction. There are detours throughout the city that will help you still get us through. We know it's not ideal, but trust us, we have full faith it will be completely worth it when we all get to see the end product of the refreshed cityscapes. We appreciate the construction workers and what they're doing to our city, especially in this weather. They're all, every business is trying to say, we get it, and I get it. But there's a point at which I think we've got to stop getting and start saying something's got to be done. Tacaria 304, one of those businesses in the market. In that strip by Tito's across the Market Plaza. They put a giant map out there called a treasure map. Find the treasure, it says. And it says how to get up and down. You got to go down through a little alley up above, uh, up above. You go up Chaplin Street and go down that little alley that takes you right down onto Market Street. Uh, you come out above the uh, businesses, but at least there you can do that. Um, uh, find the treasure. Our section of Markster has become a cul-de-sac. For now, you have to go up Chaplin and down Lane 7 to get to us. Wish us luck. Come and show some support. Everything will be better in the end. Everybody says that, and I know it will be. Yeah. But this is this
2: is just. Here's the reality. Howard, where did you go yesterday for lunch? Goulas. Okay. Would you have even considered going to Tito's?
1: Well, not da- not downtown. Right.
2: No. Because, of, because of that. I'm going to lunch today. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to lunch at Goulas. Easy in, easy out, but I can't go over the Fort Henry Bridge. Evidently, my
1: point is, it's got to be killing them business-wise. It does, and and again, I, I just it just I got a call at home yesterday. And said, why can't they do as you said? I think Bob, why can't they do this section by section? I, I thought that they would do I, I don't know what they would do the Tenth Street whole area, you know, all of Tenth Street, maybe halfway down Main, finish it, then go down the rest of the street. And then I really never expected them to have Main Street torn up and go around the corner and start shutting down Market Street at the same time. I am not a naysayer. I am not that kind of person. I have done my very best in for the past year to tell every time somebody complains about the Main Street to say, hey, guys, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. When the streetscape is done, it's going to be great. It'll be good for businesses. But... I don't know how many can hang on. You know, I I don't know the inner workings of some of these businesses, but my guess is the Belgian waffle shop, as an example, has a fairly small margin of which to operate. How long can that exist without any business there? I suspect the same thing is true of mugshots right across the street from us. You know, they they basically have been shut down for the past year because the work that's being done. How long can they stand? And most of those places up on Across in the Market Plaza, that middle Market Plaza strip there, Taqueria, the Tocoholics, Tito's, most of those are smaller businesses. Can they survive for long, on the long haul? I'm sorry. I just – and what is – last comment before we take a quick break. Well, it won't be a quick break. <laughs> last comment. What will the people coming into town for the Super 6 think starting this weekend? What will they think? First place, they won't know how to get anywhere. What a mess. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, and I'm sorry everybody else. I, I am trying my best to be supportive as possible, but this has turned into be a true debacle. Downtown Wheeling is shut down. Closed for business. I wouldn't even recommend you try to go through town right now because on Main Street, you could end up in a giant ditch. I don't suppose anything will change. But it irritates me. All right, 19 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of texts coming in. I'll get to those in just a minute. But first, we better get to uh, Taylor is here and Adam is on hold and Bob's got sports and we'll get all this coming up.
4: Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 29th. Starting off in Monroe County, Derek Knowlton was pulled over by Deputy Polling in Clarington, Ohio, last week, leading to his arrest on narcotics and firearms charges. K9 Deputy Miller arrived on scene to support Deputy Polling. K9 Max found drugs in the vehicle, which contained meth, drug paraphernalia, and a loaded pistol. After being charged and taken to the Monroe County Jail, Knowlton was released on a $15,000 bond the next day. Staying in Monroe County yesterday, a man named Larry Pruitt contacted the Monroe County Sheriff's Office to report a shooting incident. He claimed that a male had been shot in the leg below the knee just before 1 p.m. However, upon investigation, it was discovered that the reported shooting had not occurred. Pruitt was found to be under the influence of narcotics and in possession of a firearm at the time of the incident. Coincidentally, Pruitt was arrested and transported to the Monroe County Jail. The complete list of charges is on our website, WTRF.com. And a single skill could be pivotal in preserving a life. To ensure individuals are equipped to defend themselves, Ignite Hope has partnered with the Sexual Assault Help Center. They hosted an empowered self-defense workshop open to anyone for free to spark discussion about harm doers, learn how to take control of vulnerable situations, and protect themselves if needed. This all goes back to Ignite Hope and the Sexual Assault Help Center's joint mission to bring education and awareness to the area on human trafficking and sexual violence. Now, the Sexual Assault Help Center is always providing services like these, like their Empowered Self-Defense Workshop. If you're interested in learning for yourself, you can find their information on the Sexual Assault Help Center's website. And in terms of some holiday cheer, we will be airing the 2023 St. Clairsville Christmas Parade this weekend. It kicks off at 2.30 on Sunday, and our coverage will begin at 3 p.m. You can watch the parade on WTRF ABC Ohio Valley. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
1: Ohio Valley Regional Transportation Authority and the Eastern Ohio Regional Transit Authority remind listeners, in times of war and peace, the men and women of our military dedicate themselves to serving our country. Their
0: commitment, patriotism, sacrifice, and courage keep our country safe and strong. Let us honor those who have lost their lives in the line of duty and salute those who serve today. A message from Ohio Valley Regional Transportation Authority and the Eastern Ohio Regional Transit Authority, serving member communities on both sides of the Ohio River. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: Upbeat Christmas music. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's it's the right kind of music for this time of year. We're we're not into the heavy. I mean, we could be. We'll play some of, it, but still we're, November. We're not into the heavy, you know, Christmassy, Christmassy, Christmassy stuff. It's right. just it's just sort of the seasonal things. I like that. Seven forty-five, quarter till the hour. A couple of texts coming, in. I need to get to them because some of them are correcting me. And also, I want to ask you. You said somebody said I was all washed up. Is that right? Well, you, you're missing the boat on this. Me too. You know, because we're. I'd like we're... to know. I'd like to. Whoever sent that, please explain. What is, what exactly, what boat am I missing? I don't have a boat. I've had a boat, I'm I'm afraid my boat would fall into the pits, but let me know. But first, let's talk about the weather, and for that, we have Adam Fike here from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam.
3: Good morning, how are you?
1: You know, yesterday I was all up and bothered by the weather snobs. Today I'm all upset about the, Traffic in downtown Wheeling, or lack thereof, traffic because everything's such a mess downtown. He's becoming a shock jock, uh, Adam. Having... I, I think I'm just I'm just getting um, crotchety in my old age. I'm going to be a crotchety old man, is what's happening here. <laughs> it's colder this morning than it was yesterday, but it doesn't feel that way to me, Adam. <laughs> there
3: he is. It's colder. Wind chills are colder. <laughs> Just, I mean, it's drier than yesterday, so that's at least better.
1: Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just because it's it's drier. I don't know. It just doesn't feel as uh, – it's 18 degrees at the airport, um, so it's cold. And I didn't look to see what the feels like was, but it's probably down close to single digits, I guess. Um,
3: it, it is in the single digits, between 5 and 10 degrees.
1: Okay. I mean, it's cold, no question about it. But somehow when I went out this morning, I did not feel I, – I mean, I bundled up, don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel as cold as I did yesterday. But and it's going to warm up today, correct? So we're a very cold morning. We had a cold night. Going to be a cold morning. We're at 18th of the airport, 16th of the Highlands, 14 in Elm Grove, and 18 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is going to warm up today, though, right?
3: I would say warming up, but it's not. Gonna... No, we're going to be close to warm. We stayed below average today. Still cold in the 30s, but at least we're not going to see snow showers like what we did yesterday in spots.
1: Yeah, yesterday really caught us all by surprise. I... And uh, around here, we did have some snow, and we did have some bad roads. Uh, Heading a little bit further south down to the Morgantown area, I-79 going down that way, they had a real – I mean, they had almost a snow – it was a mess, let's put it that way, a really mess. But we're – Yeah, parts
3: of Pennsylvania down towards Morgantown, they did have special weather statements and snow squall warnings because of that.
1: But we are not going to expect any of that today. It's just going to be a wintry day, basically, cold, cloudy – and, um, you know, I guess that's that's just what it is. What's the rest of the week look like for us? Do we warm up at all during the week?
3: We warm up through the rest of the week, and today's really the starting trend. We see clouds, some sunshine, but the afternoon features clouds, more flurries. Tomorrow, though, we stay completely dry. Nothing in the way of droplets, no snow. We're back to just about average in that mid to upper 40 range. Friday, though, we unfortunately see the return of rain, so... I guess the end of the week, is middle of the week is at least okay, just a little bit cooler. Rain returns through the weekend, but Saturday and Sunday, though, we could break into the 50s, but both of those days could feature a stray rain shower. But by Monday, though, we're back into the 40s. Rain showers continue Tuesday into the middle of next week. Could unfortunately once again see some of those lake effects, no showers.
1: Talk to me about Saturday and Sunday, and here's here's the point I'm getting to. We we need to get our Outdoor decorations put up. We should have done it when the weather was better. We didn't, so need to do it probably this weekend. Temperatures are going to be pretty good for Saturday and Sunday, but when will we see some rain? I know it's going to rain, but when will we see some rain? Is it going to be morning, afternoon, all day long? What's happening for that?
3: So I would say most of the weekend itself is actually dry. Saturday morning might be a little bit damp and chilly with temperatures in the 40s. So if you're going to do it, it's going to be that Saturday afternoon afternoon, early evening and Sunday morning time frame because the rain's going to come through Saturday morning and then Sunday evening so lunchtime on Saturday through lunchtime on Sunday is your best chance to do that one it's going to be dry and that's when it's going to be the warmest
1: okay so uh, if we're thinking about uh, not we are if we are thinking about getting the outdoor lights up probably uh, maybe Saturday we could get we could get away with that just watch when it's raining and get outside when it's not
3: Exactly. So just avoid Saturday morning and Sunday evening and you're
1: good. Okay, that sounds good because we need to need to get that uh, get that done. My grandson's getting a little antsy, wants to see Christmas decorations outside <laughs> and we got to we got to get those up so that that sounds good. All right, Adam, I appreciate it. I'm running behind time. I apologize for that. I spent so long ranting about downtown traffic that I'm running a little bit uh, off schedule and I apologize for that, but uh, thanks for the forecast and I will talk to you again tomorrow.
3: Talk to you then. Thank you.
1: 7.50, 10 to the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show. Text line open 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. <laughs> this is from the weather snob. Major news. Downtown has collapsed. But first the weather. It's <laughs> one of our weather snobs I talked about yesterday. Uh, another text. I don't know. I'm not sure about this. I'm I'm not sure, period. I'll have to check on this. I said that none of this work was the city work, Bob, that none of it was Bob Heron's fault or the city council's fault. Text here from someone who should know, uh, pretty sure the Market Street work, this new, where they closed it down and put this new storm line in, is a city project. It's not part of the streetscape per se. It's a city project. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. In which case, I apologize. I had a little bit of a I gave an error there. I'll, I'll, that's something I will have to check on, so we'll, we'll do that. All right, uh, 9 before the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Again, way behind time. Slider's got some sports for us. That's coming up. More texts are coming in. I'll get to those. Um, and next hour, Stephen Adams is with us. We're going to talk about – well, first of all, we're going to talk about can Alex Mooney turn the race around? J- Jim Justice is beating him with Thor's hammer right now. But can Mooney find a way to turn it around? And then secondly – Uh, Stephen did a very large piece about Bluefield State University and the troubles they have, and they're being investigated by the Higher Learning Committee. And uh, it has led to, apparently, the resignation of Rob Capehart, former president of West Liberty University. And um, we're going to take a little time to kind of review some of those matters that Stephen reported on last week. So, all of that's coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show, but we'll have sports in a minute.
0: Sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the polka showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good.
3: Oh, oh. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck Discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus, shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more are priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck Discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. <laughs>
1: the highlands sports complex is the ohio valley's most exciting place to play a state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall arcade indoor turf hardwood courts classes and camps for kids and adults plus you can take a break in the on-site cafe learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet stop in and visit the highlands sports complex at the top of the hill off i-70
0: This is great conversation for the holidays, or any time of year. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Come, they told me, pa newborn king to see, pa rum
1: rum
0: our finest gifts we bring pa rum pum pum pum, pum 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 to lay
1: before the king pa rum pum pum pum. Did you ever play rum, uh, pum, a, a, an pum, instrument, Bob? Rum pum pum pum. I did not. No. No. <laughs> I always thought I started playing a drum so beat. I always thought for two things. People hum, like Dean Connors hum, who does play him don't get mad at me. I always thought playing a drum would be easy, right? I mean, just Ringo Starr made it look easy, didn't he? You know, just all you do is take some sticks and hit the, hit the the, the, the you know, the, the drum. Um, and I always liked the sound of a drum. I thought I could play a drum. I think I've learned I can't, but I always thought it would be kind of fun. Here they come, the drummers, boom, 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 boom. 7.55, 5 before the hour. Boy, the text line's blowing up. Mine is blowing up. Yours is blowing up. My personal line is blowing <laughs> yes. up. And you're right, Bob. It's 50-50. I thought everybody would be going, yay, Monroe, thank God you're finally saying what needs to be said. I'm getting taken to task by a lot of people for being so critical of the city. We'll get to these coming up, but first we better get to sports. Here's Slider on sports.
2: Last night in Nashville, Tennessee, Philip Forsberg scored 14 seconds into overtime, giving the Nashville Predators a 3-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was the Predators' sixth straight win. Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust had goals for the Penguins. Tristan Jari made 23 saves. The Penguins' power play continued to struggle over their last 20. The Pens visit Tampa Bay on Thursday. The Wheeling Nailers are in Indianapolis to take on the Indy Fuel tonight. Game time, 7 o'clock. And don't forget the Nailers return home Friday to host the Toledo Walleye. It's Frosty Friday. Puck drops Friday at seven ten. The Pro Football Hall of Fame has announced the 25 semifinalists for the class of 2024. The list includes former Steelers linebacker James Harrison and wide receiver Hines Ward. Also on the list is former Ohio State running back Eddie George. Slider on Sports Time at
1: 7-57. And uh, the Watchdog Morning Show is underway. If you want to join us on the text line, a lot of people are doing so. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. We're happy to hear from you. you got to start up I, I Apparently, I do. Let's see. Um, talking about the downtown construction, and in my opinion, downtown Wheeling is essentially shut down, especially after the Market Street closure as of yesterday. Um all right, this person doesn't agree with me. This person takes the approach that, you know, it's gonna be good. And I say it is going to be better. When everything is over and done with, if I'm still alive, it will be a much better downtown. And the 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 the, the crucible for a new regrowth will be there. But right there. Oof. Text line You have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. First rule of business. Well, I know, and I've said this all along. We have to just suck it up and bear a little bit, but I just think it's gone overboard here. I've said all along, I get it. You know, Main Street's been a disaster for well over a year now. Okay, I get it. Bridge Tavern was, was basically on an island by itself for a long time. That's bad. I get it. Tito's was basically shut down. They were blocked off from everything for a while. I get it. But now everything is shut. I mean, just it's everywhere. Everything you can't get around. You can't get from here to there. I'm sorry. It's more than breaking a few eggs to make an omelet. It's just not. That's just not. I don't. That's not an acceptable answer. And this is minor compared to businesses trying to stay alive.
2: But uh, you know, you mentioned yesterday there there are communities, there are towns in West Virginia that want that Super Six, and to me, if I was on that committee. And somebody came in there and said, listen, for two years in a row now, you can't get through downtown Wheeling. There's no place to go to Wheeling Island except the state of Ohio. I think right. I
1: might pay attention to that. Well, I think that you will. I mean, I, in the end, hopefully it will come to nothing. I think that you will hear more complaints about the Super 6 and suggestions that i move someplace after this weekend simply because, I mean, I'm thinking about people coming into town and almost coming to a dead stop going, where the hell do I go? How do I get there? And again, goes back to one of my big complaints no signage. Where are the big si- Maybe they'll be here. Maybe they'll be here tomorrow. Okay, maybe. Where are the signs that say Super Six Traffic Follow this giant arrow will get you where you need to go? Where is that? None. It's just road closed. You figure it out. Crazy. Uh, well, i got a whole lot more text, lots and lots more text. I'll get to those coming up in a minute or two. But first, we'll get to ABC. They will cover the world for us. And then uh, more text, more of your calls. And uh, also next hour, Steve Adams and I are going to talk about mooning and Justice and Rob Capehart and Bluefield State University. It's all coming up. Watchdog Morning Show. Smile at me, pause KKX